the Late Night Legends podcast is meant for an adult audience only. It may contain sexually oriented content. Content may not be suitable for sensitive listeners. Please be aware of your surroundings. Listener discretion is advised. Internet podcast radio show, the finest content on the interweb of the stratosphere. My name is Frank Barrientos, United States of America. I'm here with my awesome co-hosts, Kara, Tressa, Jenny. It's good hey, to have you all tonight. Um, tonight we're going to have some awesome guests that Kara will talk about in a minute. In some of our news, we're still going to be hiring, so we're going to pick those up next week. And then um, we're also developing a website with uh, Audrey, and that's going to be really fun. We got Panda in the mix doing some um, topics that we're not talking about on air unless they get a lot of traction. Then we'll bring them on air, but it's going to be a nice little fun project for Jenny and Panda. And uh, yeah, I think um, hopefully in the next few weeks, if you interact with us on social media, hopefully Audrey will take that over completely. So you may not talk to any of us unless you specifically request to. You may be talking to her exclusively. Uh, with that said, does anybody besides Kara have any news or updates? Oh, yeah. I don't know when exactly it happened, but it was just reported that there was another uh, Lake Michigan Mothman sighting, this time in Little Village in Chicago. Oh, That's where my girlfriend works, actually. It was uh, in the parking lot of a huge uh, laundromat by some, like, skateboarding kids. What? It's great. Yeah, it's like a big group of kids all saw it, and they were like terrified and they wanted to run a couple of them wanted to run and their friend was like don't run it will grab you it will know where we live if we run home <laughs> so they all just like stood there and waited for it to leave <laughs> i like they should interview this. that kid yeah. right i like the idea of this really awkward uh interlude in between this mothman staring at these kids and these kids just staring back <laughs> i mean what are they gonna really so do good. to each other 
Trusted, do you think the Mothman actually tends, like, does the Mothman want to get anything out of the interaction, or is like... Nah. Does he just want to scare, like, pop in, say something? Yeah. You know, that reminds He's me of, He's like, just looking around. He's just observing. awkward staring. Just kind of reminds <laughs> me of really Elite Sniper. Really enjoys the awkward. And, Elite Sniper and will, like, come into the Discord, say some shit, and then just hop out, and then... <laughs> <laughs> this is like, Mothman's like that. So, um, all right, cool. I mean, that's a great report. I'll ask my girlfriend about it since uh, she's working in the neighborhood, but I bet she hasn't heard anything. We'll see. I'll get back to you. Okay. Jenny. <laughs> Jenny, you got anything? No. 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 I got nothing. All right, Kara. All right. So today um, we are going to have Zach and Emily of Blood Moon Paranormal. Um, I became aware of them, I think, when they... A year or two ago, two years ago, came two, two to years. the prison. I didn't get to meet him at the time uh, to film their YouTube video for there. They do these awesome documentaries, Blood Moon Paranormal. Uh, they have a wonderful YouTube channel. And um, it's since 2013. I had no idea that they had been at this so long. And they've been investigating unexplained paranormal occurrences throughout the Midwest. And they use those experiences to try to um debunk claims of the supernatural so um with that we'll have them hop on um so we'll see how long it takes but <laughs> um so i'm excited he also uh is involved across the street at the actual haunt uh, run by 13th floor uh in the women's prison so he is we're pretty involved to each other but we haven't actually met so i'm excited to get to meet him and talk about his experiences. The 13th floor is actually really fun. We went out there for our uh, outing a couple years back, the year before last. And uh, 13th floor was running a haunted house over in Displains. I think it's Displains, yeah. I think they still do. They have like multiples. So they run at the women's prison across the street. Yeah, they we, run that too. Yeah, we did that and uh, it was Mick and I. Uh, Nick chickened out, <laughs> which is hilarious. But no, it was uh, me, Mick, my girlfriend, and some of her friends. We all went, and it was a, a really great time, except for that they were putting people in too quickly. So, like, the the actors, the, you know, the performers didn't have enough time to, like, reset before the next people were walking through. So. Oh. Oh. They're showing up. Hey. I like that. I like that picture. It's nice. It is a good picture. Yeah. I'm such a fan of the red lights. I love it. <laughs> Change my lights Hello? to red. There they are. Hi. Hi, guys. Hi, how are you guys? Doing great. How you hey, doing tonight? You? Pretty good. Pretty good. All right, Kara. Oh, well, I always <laughs> say the first question is always the hardest, right? Um, so my first question really was going to be, how long have you been at this? Because go to your YouTube channel. There's so much content, but we answered it in the earlier. 2013. So how... You investigate ghosts. How did you get started in 2013? That was a while ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, I had my first experience in 2008. Um, I moved to like Joliet, Shorewood area around that time. And I was like eight years old. And um, the neighborhood I moved into was just filled with a bunch of like elderly people. So there was really no one for me to connect with at the time. But there was this kid that came every every other weekend to spend the night at his grandparents. And uh, he came down and he's like, hey, I heard you're the new kid on the block. 
And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, well, do you want to come over and play some GameCube? And I'm like, of course I want to play some GameCube, you know? Um, So that's what we did. We went over there and uh, there was this painting on his his living room wall in there. And uh, it was this painting of a little girl. And I looked at it. I'm like, that's creepy. And, you know, it's smiling and all that. And uh, I look at the TV and it's one of those older TVs that have the reflection because the newer ones really don't, you know, and the the painting of the little girl in the reflection is frowning. Oh look my back God. and it's smiling. It's not Stop. doing it anymore when you look at the reflection. And I, I told him about it and he's like, yeah, that painting freaks me out too. I've had that happen to me before as well. And we just turned on the GameCube and ignored it. Well, 2012, 12 years old, and I start watching Ghost Adventures. Um, not a huge Ghost Adventures fan now personally. That's just me. But, uh, you know, we I started watching it and I'm like, at that time, I was like full on atheist at 12 years old. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I didn't believe in anything like that, but I wanted to know why like these people are going out there and doing that. So I told him my interest in that same friend and uh, his sister overheard us and was like, hey, there's this like abandoned hospital two hours south of here in Peoria. And we're like, okay. And she's like, just sneak in through the pool area in the basement and you'll get in no problem. So I have a cool mom. She decided to drive us both down there to go into this abandoned hospital. And uh, we get there. It's lit up in purple lights, these purple spotlights. We're like, all right, this is not abandoned, you know. Um, So we start walking up and I will never forget this. Never, ever, ever will I forget this. This guy comes walking out the southernmost accent you could ever like imagine it says y'all here for the ghost tour I'm like <laughs> yep now we are <laughs> had some experiences that night and uh started my first group in 2013 under the name fear reality changed the name in 2015 to blood moon paranormal so yeah and i'm gonna break in because i'm the worst i do this in real life too like when people are standing around me we didn't even do official introductions so yeah. i know who you guys are and i know who everybody else is but you don't so uh it's so all good. we're gonna we're gonna take a pause we did our little little learning more about you and now you can know our names so i'm kara we've been talking this is who knows the direction i'm going in frank i'm tressa hi tressa. hello and jenny hello Nice to meet you. What's your what's your name? Frank. Frank. Okay. There, there we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm Zach. This is Emily. Nice to meet you. Hello. <laughs> nice to meet you guys. Nice to meet you guys as well. So that's how it all got started. Yeah, for me. <laughs> does Emily have a different story of how she got started and involved? Because I'd love to hear that yeah. too. Yes. Yeah. Yes. My, every time someone asks us this, I feel like I have such a lame story compared to Zach because he actually got to experience stuff and that's how he got into it. But I was I was one of those kids growing up, like I never watched like Ghost Adventures, but on the Travel Channel they had like the cinematic like reenactments of like home hauntings, like a haunting, that's what they called it. And I was like Okay, cool. And I live in a, I lived in a really old house and I was like, there I think this place is haunted, you know. And when I was younger, the Scholastic Book Fair came to town and they had a little paranormal hunting kit. It came with like a little compass and a tea light, little instructions. Awesome. This is like kid friendly stuff. And I was just like looking through it and I'm like, I don't think this is gonna work. 
I'm sitting upstairs <laughs> in my room trying to talk to ghosts and stuff. And it, and I was like, okay, this is this is a sham, you know? Like they just the scholastic thing. They just wanted something from it. But then I was like, okay, well, I know you can actually investigate. So how, you know, I always just wanted to get into it. I worked at a haunted attraction in 2014. So I started doing investigations there. They allowed me to do some stuff there with their their team, like late 2014, early 2015. And I started just getting into it that way. And then started as a group. I joined Blood Moon Paranormal in eight, 2019. Eight, well, I joined in 2019, late 2019. And then first investigation was April of 2020. So... Yeah, it's not as crazy as Zach's, but I was more of like an enthusiast kind of thinking like there has to be something out there, you know, and I wanted to try to communicate and figure it out. And eventually I got the opportunity to and it's been history from there. I love it so much. (laughs) So how long did it take? So were you having experiences when you worked at the haunted attraction or did it take until you joined? Um, well, when I, I started working there as an actor because it's haunted, haunted attraction, you know, haunted okay. house. And I had some experiences there while doing some investigation stuff. And I was like, okay, this is actually like, I'm finally able to do what you see on TV and get to actually like further investigate it, you know, and not just be like, oh, there's a noise, you know, like there was equipment and stuff. So I actually got to going from there so I got familiar with the whole investigation process and like just doing the communication and all of that but then I finally was like okay Zach came along he was like hey you want to join the team because I was I'm a photographer and he was also in need of a photographer so I was like you get to ghost hunt and you get to take photos that's a that's a win-win right there that's a wonderful situation (laughs) so it just it just worked out really really well just sent you a message. Come join my team. <laughs> <laughs> no, her pictures. You're you're the pictures then that you guys post, right? Yeah. So yeah, we have we have uh, we have two photographers. So she's she's the head photographer, and then we have another photographer as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah, no, you're fantastic because like the the abandoned spaces can be, of course, gorgeous. I'm obsessed with them, but mm-hmm. no, but you you do a good job. Like a lot of people, you know, you pay attention. A lot of people, they just take a picture of something and you get it to come across. You do a great job. Thank you. Thank you so much. Oh, that means a lot. <laughs> I wish our cameraman was that good. Is this guy Emerson? Oh my God. I could tell you about it. This He's just guy. upstairs. This, this fucking guy. <laughs> he doesn't have the same appreciation for these spaces. Uh, <laughs> we got him this gimbal. He doesn't know how to use it. We'll, uh... <laughs> anyway, what else we got here? Um, well, no. Okay. So then, you know, as, as you got into it, do you have favorite techniques or favorite, you know, what do you, maybe let me start. Like, what do you like to do when you come into a space? Let's start at the beginning. You walk in somewhere. Do you want to know the backstory or do you want to just go in? Um, it's, it really is dependent. Like, I, I don't know. It just depends. Um, most of the time we don't do the history tour when we go to a place and that's only because of a time restraint thing, you know, you only have so much time in these places. So we actually just got a field researcher recently. We hired someone to do research and she is crazy. She's like amazing. She's, she pulls stuff that even the owners don't know about these places. <laughs> like it's crazy. Um, so 
I have her set up a whole document, everything she finds. I mostly just read off of that. Um, and then she will ask the like tour guide or, or owner some questions while because I, I do all of the video work. So like right as soon as we get to a location, I'm doing video work. You know, she's doing photos with uh, Carly, our other investigator that does the photos. And um, Grace, our field researcher, is asking the tour guide questions about the place. So, yeah, I mean, some of us like to know history. Some of mm -hmm. us like to know everything. Some of us like to know just history, no names. Mm -hmm. um, so it just depends. Yeah, I personally try to avoid getting as much information because I don't want it to, like, make me steer in a certain direction or, like, assume, like, responses, you know, or... I'd rather like be like, okay, who am I talking with? Not being like, oh, I want to talk to this person. This person, yeah. like the spirit that's talking to me is this person because they're known to be here. So no, like no bias. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I try sure. to go in as like clean slate as possible. I do like to know some information to be able to gear questions properly, you know, like just very vague, vague information, you know, so I can ask like some questions to get stuff rolling, but not enough to where it's like, making me drill to a certain answer now is anybody in your group like a psychic or sensitive or is it just you know equipment she thinks that i have a gift <laughs> i'm <laughs> like i'm like no i don't believe in that but he gets very bad deja vu and like yeah how he describes it is he has dreamed and then it kind of happens so i think there's yeah. some sort of clairvoyancy maybe not yeah. enough to like predict like what's gonna happen but at least a sight into the future i don't know i don't believe in that kind of stuff so i'm just like oh it's coincidence you know but uh a lot no. of us are empathetic not super like not super like not empathetic is the word to use but sent like no sensitive well, I, empath, I, I understand what you're saying with an empath thing but a lot of us are like not a lot but we we do get our emotions we have sympathy for for the spirits that they're the people that live that's what i'm saying we have we have sympathy for the people who well we get affected emotionally too. yeah but that, I, I don't know get affected emotionally <laughs> i pay attention to i, I think it's well. more of a like like wow people died here and were tragically like abused here you know so it's like um just kind of have that empathy for it but that's just me because i'm i look at it from a science standpoint yeah. so do you yeah. ever like feel like you know being touched or you know see anything or is it again like just on equipment uh we i mean i've i've been touched before for sure <laughs> um i've seen some stuff for sure <laughs> there's no way i'd be still doing this after 10 years if i haven't you know so um yeah I was also going to say, like, you know, if you have deja vu all the time or if you have, uh, you know, some dreams like that's definitely being sensitive to stuff. It's like a it's like a spectrum, right? Like, you don't it's not, not like yes or no. It's like how much of yes and how much of no. That's true. Yeah, I, I understand where people are coming from from that. I just I'm not a huge believer in like mediums and stuff like that. So it takes a lot for me to believe somebody is a medium, you yeah, know, no, for sure. Uh, it's just there's there's a lot of people out there that are just doing it for money. And it sucks to say that, but one hundred percent. No, it's totally true. Yeah. yeah, no, totally true. No, I feel like I don't think I believe like if somebody says they're a psychic or a medium until they can corroborate something. Yeah. Then I yeah. go, all right. Yeah. So, exactly. like in so you get to the investigations. What's your favorite technique once you're once you're there? How are you going to communicate? How are you going to see if something's there? I'm What's a huge fan of the uh, Estes method, so. Huge fan of that. 
can you describe the Estes method for people in the audience that may not know? Absolutely. Um, the Estes method is so basically you're using a spirit box with headphones. Um, you need at least two people for it. And one person is wearing the headphones, uh, typically noise canceling, and the other person is asking questions. So the person that has the headphones on has no clue what the questions are, and they're just shouting out the words that are coming through the spirit box. And that kind of takes out the assumption. And, you know, so like if I ask like, oh, what's your favorite color? And we're just doing an open spirit box and it says something, everybody's going to assume that it's trying to say a color. But if you have the headphones on, then the person wearing the headphones doesn't know that the question is, what's your favorite color? So they're just going to say whatever they hear come through. That seems to be the most genuinely disturbing sort of stuff that I've heard um, is is when when that's happening because they'll hit an answer and it's like, okay, all right. Yeah, it's 100%. Yeah. yeah. What and is... I call it delightful. You <laughs> <say> disturbing. <laughs> disturbing, delightful. I find it delightful. <laughs> yeah. Words. Um, what was your What was your favorite place to go to or what was the one that affected you the most are they the same Hmm. um there's actually two different ones for sure um my favorite place i've ever investigated was definitely the joliet prison i i I know i i know i'm I'm a little biased but it's all right i was gonna say we gotta talk about your history though your history was not tight on the prison let Mm. me tell you i i know i know there's yeah um but going back to it we'll we'll talk about the prison in a minute we'll talk about the prison in a minute all right (laughs) um so the prison is definitely the joliet prison is definitely like my all-time favorite place i've ever investigated and that's i've been wanting to go there and investigate it for years so like that was a dream come true but the one that's most like most affected me was definitely the Velisca axe murder house so, we did a show on that uh, location, actually. Yeah, that place is something else. Like, where's it at? It's in uh, Villisca, Iowa. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, we have. Uh, we used to have a host that uh, would do the podcast with us, who's from Iowa. So she, it was her topic one day. So it was, it was great to learn about it. Yeah, so that place the, is crazy. Yeah, for for the rest of us who did not, and we're not on that episode. Go back and listen, all, Jenny. <laughs> or why it was so disturbing, or give us some background. Somebody, yeah, someone I'll let Zach take background. it away since he's the guest with the knowledge. Oh, you want me to? Okay, yeah, that's yeah. cool. Uh, so <laughs> I'm assuming our, think... our our audience can go back and listen to our show. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, no. Um, so I think it was either 1910 or 1912. I think it's 1912. Um, there was a family of six that was murdered inside of an Iowa home with an axe all in one night, along with uh, two other neighbor girls as well, all inside that house with an axe. And uh, it's a cold case. So they never figured out who it was, but they had several suspects and they believe that it was all along the uh, the railroad right there because several axe murders happened along that railroad throughout the years. Um, still unsolved today. Um and the details are really weird the, about the it. specific details are really weird yeah um one guy admitted to doing it he was a reverend a traveling preacher kind of yeah, and yeah. uh he admitted to it but all of a sudden he was like i didn't do it i didn't do it but he like 
threw out all these specific details about it that even the cops didn't know about and like told them that like there was like like shadow people or like demons telling him to do this and whatnot and he's he was like a peeping tom back in the day and I, maybe still was I, I don't remember but yeah he, it was it was a lot of like weird details and uh like the guy was there for a while waiting for them to show up and when they did he killed them and then he stayed there cleaned his clothes in their house and had breakfast yeah he covered all of the mirrors in the house with like fabric and whatnot so that way he wouldn't see himself and laid strips of bacon outside of every doorway in the house oh that is so that's a segue into then my question i heard um from somebody there's a neighbor even though there's a lot of it's more rural that doesn't like that these ghost tours go on I'm not and surprised by I that. Hear, and I hear that he plays like like plays like a slaughter pig slaughterhouse soundtrack. <laughs> what? Which is funny because of the strips of bacon. Yeah. <laughs> oh. There it is. So maybe is that's this, why. What? Is this the it's same, pretty funny? Is this the same one that that like had all the bodies in the uh barn when the police showed up? Okay. Never no. mind. <laughs> Separate murder spree. More than one murder house. <laughs> <laughs> so why did it affect you so like why or how or however you want to describe it, but but you were very clear that that one was the one that affected you the most. Yeah, so I've been there three times. Um the first time I went there, I was I was starting out. I heard way too much stuff that I <laughs> wasn't comfortable with hearing yet. Um, I heard from the first floor, I heard like stuff upstairs, footsteps, baby huh? crying, just random stuff like that. I was very young at the time no, and I just, I had to quit out. So I quit out at like 11 PM. Um, and then the second time I went back, it was very adamant about like wanting to hurt me, like spirit box responses coming through, like, like wanting me to go into the attic where the killer hid, like wanting me to go deep in there responses coming through the spirit box like just very very accurate and like just coming through very aggressively uh kept saying my name followed by kill and hurt all that stuff and uh i ended up quitting out um and then the third time i went back i was like this is this is it i'm gonna close out my chapter with this place i'm gonna spend the whole night there and i went in full-size axe walk into the attic and I start calling this thing out like come on like show yourself because I say that the killer is there you know I'm I I went in and like when I went in it was like I was I kind of talked to like the the victims a little bit and uh just tried to get some responses through there just just to see if they're there and just let them know like hey like I'm gonna come in here later with an axe don't be afraid of me I'm not coming after you I'm coming after your killer like I made that very clear and like a lot of the responses that came through were like like remember we remember you stuff like that you've grown oh, yeah and it was like oh. it was like this is like years later like four or five years later i'm coming back to this place and it just it remembers me like it's coming through saying it remembers me it's weird i go up in the attic about i would say midnight we went up there and with the full-size axe and i'm calling this thing out and i'm like like you know come on like you wanted me here you wanted to like like hurt me last time i have this axe just take the axe out of my hand and just do something with it it just died in the house for the rest of the night we got nothing 
Wow. I was like, all right, like you called its bluff. Yeah. That <laughs> so did chapter you feel it like when, you know, cause you could like feel when it's dead, you know, like, did you feel like there was energy and then there wasn't, or just no longer got any evidence? I would say both. Wow. Like you, you just felt it like, like just die. Like, I think we can all agree that after yeah. that, it just died in that house. Um, but recently, and this is going to be happening in some upcoming episodes that are coming out next month. Um, we went to Malvern Manor in Iowa, which is about 45 minutes away. And at the time of the murders, at the like the, that time period, that was a hotel in that area. Well, they think there's a connection between Velisca and that hotel. They think that the murders were premeditated at the hotel. And oh, we went wow. there and I decided to bring it up just to see. And stuff from my second time at Velisca was coming through, really trying to attack me and trying to like like come after Ooh, me like that. That's heavy. And and I was like, I was like, all right, like I need to take a break. She's she saw how bad it affected me. Like I was like, I need to take a break for a minute. So I took a break and we went downstairs. And I just like took a breather. I went back up and I started coming after it again. Nothing, nothing came through. So, and we were doing an Estes session with that. And the person that was doing the Estes session doesn't know much history at all about Velisca. She's never been to Velisca. So like she, like no history at all. And she was saying like the victim's like last name and everything. And it was just like, oh wow, yeah, it was very like, like, I don't know. And then I was like, all right, you know, it's connected for sure. Well, two investigations later, which is also going to be a part of the episodes coming out next month, um, we would go to this place called the Davies House in Kokomo, Indiana. No connection to Velisca, but stuff about Velisca starts coming through. So do you feel like somebody's walking with you to these places? Yeah, I was just going to say, do like, you feel like I, you're followed? Yeah, I, again, I'm very skeptical about a lot of things. Mm. I've never been a believer in attachments. But I think that it's a possibility that there I might have an attachment from this place. So, <laughs> Sounds I'm like, like it might have attached itself and uh, took that axe up yeah. there. Now, now, Emily, I have a question kind of for you. Knowing that he doesn't really believe in the attachment stuff, but it seemed like you very much kind of are a little bit more open to that. What is that like watching sort of members of the team and and you thinking, oh, no, like this is kind of terrifying and and you know obviously the person that it's affecting the most is is not really believing in the attachment what's that feel like what's that like um i don't know i'm also skeptical on attachments um i don't say that they couldn't happen you know um it's interesting because of how many times zach has been to Vliska and i'm like i was there for the last time he went when he closed out the chapter and then i've from then on, like the other investigations, how others' responses have been coming through, the more that it's been happening and like it's not just at Velisco where it's coming through again. And then like with Malvern, I was like, okay, that that's a little weird. Uh, and then now with, with the Davies house, with that coming through, I was like, I don't know, man, but I don't know. I'm also like... It hasn't bothered him really being at home and like it's 
not really affecting him in a negative way, I guess. Like, yeah, sure. At when we were at Malvern, it did get a little intense to where he needed to take a break and I watched it happen, but it's not to where it's like, he's losing sleep over it at night. Like it's like mentally affecting him. So I'm just like, if if he has an attachment, I mean, as long as he's not getting bugged with, it's fine. Just let just let it happen. Like not be like let it happen, but like it's an attachment with manners. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it respects the boundaries. <laughs> yeah, Go boundaries. The there your time. Does have boundaries exactly? Once he's home, it doesn't matter. It's at the invest locations it starts to flare up. But like he has a bunch of haunted things in his room, like dolls and all that. And we've investigated with them and we've gotten responses, but they don't like do anything to him or I when we're at the house or like, you know, so as long as there's boundaries, it matters. Well, what we're okay. <laughs> what, would, what would actually like realistically, what would need to happen for you to cross cross the threshold of like, oh yeah, this is a lot more real than I originally maybe anticipated it to be. Um <laughs> Yeah, probably it when it starts yeah, when it starts getting physical or if it like started affecting me here like after Davy's house so I I did bring an axe as well to my first time at Velisca and we put it on a plaque it's cute it's like a small <laughs> little, a little hatchet baby axe. it's like a tomahawk um, I full on thought you were gonna like pull up like an enormous hatchet by the way no. like, like a fireman you axe. Pull on axe like no, we so, brought it back <laughs> but <laughs> it was it was hanging kind of above my bed like se securely hanging above my bed and I was like, I was like, well, after what happened at Davy's house, I'm just gonna like take this down for now. Fair. <laughs> Which I, I'm cool with. That's good. I'm happy with so, that. Yeah. Maybe a sharp weapon above the bed when something might be attached. Yeah. Maybe not the best. So I, I support yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> Try to reduce risk as much as possible. You're like, yeah, the insurance agency is not gonna like this one. <laughs> yeah. Now we've had a couple of um couple of uh, people who are familiar with investigations on and there seems to be a couple of different answers to you know sort of like what the hauntings are like a you know a, a energy or you know a spirit with an attachment to a place or um, something disturbing them from their past that's unresolved we've also kind of heard the idea that it's just on a loop you know and it's just sort of like a thinner like time veil kind of thing what um where do you guys stand on that i honestly think me personally it can be all of the above we don't 100 percent know exactly what's going on but we've i feel like with me just being on the team i've seen instances where it could be a time loop it could be an attachment to the location or an item at a location it could be a nasty past to where it's just so much sorrow or something ter terrible happened to where they just can't move on like i i feel like i've seen and experienced enough like to where it could be anything and it, that's just the hardest part about this i feel like is we won't 100% really get to know, but I I think that's one of the main reasons is why we do this is to just try to see if we can figure it out or get a little bit closer to getting what we need to figure it out. Yeah, so I'm I'm personally pretty open to that kind of stuff, but I'm more leaning towards like the science side of things. So a lot of what I look at is uh, like 
the electro electromagnetic spectrum. So I look at a lot of the like responses, the a lot of the like equipment responses and uh, evidence we're getting in general as like this is like energy waves. You know, the spirits are able to manipulate them because all of the equipment is based off of that. Even like our eyes, like our cones and stuff like that are based off of light waves and how they're perceived and whatnot. And, uh, you know, I, I just think that when we die, it's like the the core energy inside of our brain. So like our our brains are constantly producing electricity. So that core energy in there dissipates into, that doesn't like dissipate, but it goes into the electromagnetic spectrum and that core energy can absorb other energies and admit itself as waves. Well, so, the what is it? The law where energy cannot be created or destroyed. Yeah, exactly. It's so that's going out into there. Into but that, the but that's spectrum. like why, like that energy can't create, but it can pull from other things to push itself out. It's a very interesting. I messed around with a, an app. I was in an apartment a few years ago where there was a lot of really weird electromagnetism going on. And I, I noticed it would mess with a lot of like the technology in the apartment, but I didn't think it was a ghost related. It just messed with like the electricity meter, it messed with like a thermostat, that kind of mm -hmm. thing. And I remember just like downloading an app on Android to check those things out. And I know it's not like as advanced as like um, specific technology made for that, but it is interesting to check those things out because you know, there could be something going on there. Right. That's so really was it a ghost? Yeah. What was it in your apartment? Honestly, they were the I believe the apartment was built over a place where they originally like mined pretty deep. And so there was all kinds of like weird gases and minerals that they uncovered. And I think they just kind of filled the hole back in with those things kind of being unchecked. And a lot of places that are uh, have a reputation for being haunted have like weird gases and stuff like that going through and like ele weird electromagnetism if you're you know if the mining goes weird i don't really know the science behind it but i know that's a thing that's related maybe that was what was going on but like i personally never saw anything haunted it's just like the technology would be all kind of weird all the time you know what i mean like the tv would sometimes turn on or turn off stuff like that but it was like plugged in and i'm you know for me i thought like there's a possibility so TV remotes use IR technology, so it's, like, theoretically possible that, like, a neighbor could be, like, pointing the remote your way or something. It's unlikely. You had a ghost trying to get your attention, Frank, is what was happening. God damn it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> mining. It was built and over it, a mining thing. Uh, obviously, it feels bad that you're blaming it on gases. Yeah. Obviously, it's a ghost of miners who went astray or died down there. And I, I now think, they hate you and your TV and so want to mess with your TV. I think, I think I'm more like Zach, where, like, I look for the scientific answer first. Right. I'm skeptical until I'm proven totally wrong. You are very much like that, Frank. Yeah. yeah. Hey, I got a question. You guys have like a dream place you want to investigate? Mm. Um, mm. Now we're getting to it. <laughs> For me, it's Poveglia Island in Italy. Oh, so. well, that's... You just want to go to Italy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, the island. What's you special about the it. island? Can you tell us a little bit about it? Um. So like the its history dates back to like, like the Black Plague um they would bring victims of that to the island by boat and the guy would have like the mask on and whatnot with the herbs stuff underneath it and um they'd bring him to the island to burn them and part of the island is literally just all ash connected by uh like like seagrass kind of so you could walk on it and it's just like walking on dead bodies yeah just oh my gosh. ash Cremains. yeah 
And then they turned it into a, a mental hospital as well after that. <laughs> Why do you want to go there? <laughs> Why do I want to go there? Yeah, you just want to check things out? Oh, yeah. I mean, that's the holy grail of investigations. That's yeah. people. Yeah, no, people like even just to get like it's off Venice to get people like to get your boat driver to even like go close enough that you could take a picture is like a bribe. You cannot set foot on it. It's a big deal. It's not legal. Like you can't get there legally. Got it. I definitely want to check this place out now. Does it got like a Google Earth that I could see from above kind of thing? Yeah, I'm sure you could. Yeah, hopefully it's not blurred out. They tend to do that. It's like super I, I don't think so. I've never tried. I'm going to find out tonight. <laughs> as soon as we're done what's here. Your, what's your one bucket list? It's not a specific location, but the catacombs in Europe. Mm-hmm. You oh, can't tell me that you want to get something down there. And then some... also there's no interference of any electrical besides, well, they put lighting down I there. I heard there's a lot of activity in the one specifically under France. Like a lot yeah. of them down there just filled with skulls, just like for yep, miles. Exactly. You can't tell me that nothing would happen there. <laughs> it's just like, it's such a, like a, not to say a staple, but like just... A historic thing it would just be magical now a friend yes. of mine just went to paris and just looking through his pictures i was just uh so jealous did your friend go i just to want to like it sounds so morbid hug the walls just be like oh, yeah i just want to touch everything <laughs> <laughs> yeah so they're just human skulls and like bones but i'm just like uh, i just want to <laughs> absorb everything <laughs> I Somehow agree. I just imagined uh, Kara and Emily sort of just skipping <laughs> through the catacombs in Paris. Just I think it would happen. That would be wonderful. That <laughs> list right now. I always think about Kara's experience with uh, meeting a ghost or, or kind of meeting a ghost. And it, it really feels like that scene in Ghostbusters where they're going through the library looking for one. And then the librarian <laughs> scares them and then they go out running. Kara has a story where like she was running with her friend out of... Out of the way of the ghost. It was, no, that one was me. I, the first, the good, the good running story. We have another story that we ran down the stairs together, but I'm still convinced it was a human. I'm still, but maybe it was a ghost. I don't know. Mm, Story changes. No, (laughs) there's, no, there's two running stories. More than two, but two that you know. Yeah. The first one, she just (laughs) ran and left everyone behind. There was, there was no friend being brought along. No. (laughs) You left your friend to die. Got it. No, so there was, no, I left some people on a tour to die one time. (laughs) Did you push anyone down as you were running away? And then another time, two of us left one friend to die. The time that I thought it actually was a human, we really did leave one behind. She had fully working feet and legs. She ran after us. (laughs) <laughs> those are those are the important details fully yeah. working, fully she working. could run also she's the one with the flashlight though that could actually see what's happening not me well, so but, and only two of us were going to fit next to each other down the stairs at once so we couldn't have brought her with us and also she was slower so she was slower she had behind. she was shorter don't little you know that ghosts don't care how fast you are they can teleport they can just get there. No, I know. This also, I am reminded of this frequently when people are like, why are you running? And I'm like, I don't know. No, but the one time down the stairs, I really thought it was a person. I really, I really thought we were going to die that night. Really. I don't know if anybody else thought that, but I was, I was looking behind me. It was, I, it was scary. There wasn't a per. Nobody found a person is what I'll say. 
may or may not have been in person. Can we can we hear about the prison now, guys? Can we talk about the prison? I mean, yeah, absolutely. I can anytime, but you know, <laughs> that's what I do. So how about you and your experience at the prison? Because it's way um, more than like the 26-minute video. So what was your favorite part? What was the most haunted? Um, I think we definitely like got the most in like the death row North Segregation building. So, um, you know, it... I, I wish I just wish we had more time there. You yeah. know, I honestly always wish we had more time there because like that place is so massive and there's just like I, I just wish I we just had more wanna, time. I want to investigate like every square inch of that place. Yeah, that is the problem. <laughs> yeah, um, like I I I definitely want to investigate the uh, the hospital at some point because that yeah. that building seems like it's the most haunted uh, just from stories. But from our experience there with what we had, um, most active building was definitely North Segregation. So, yeah. If you had to choose a place to spend the night and sleep, not as an investigator, but where would you feel the best just going to sleep? Like turning off the equipment and you go to sleep. Where would you sleep? Within the prison. Is that, is that what you're within asking? Within the prison. Okay. Yes. Not in your bed at home. Within the prison. <laughs> um. Probably that, uh, like the safest place is what you're saying. Yeah, like where would you feel the most? Like I can close my eyes, this will be fine. Not like the camera's um, not, and I'm gonna catch something. But like on the main side, I would definitely say uh, probably honor dorm. Oh, see, that's a twist. We usually don't think about that one in that equation. Yes, I do agree, but usually we forget that exists. <laughs> yes, and that's probably why we forget it exists. Kara, how, how about you? Where would you sleep in that prison? Death row. It's 100% death row. We all choose death row every time. That's oh. where we would sleep. Why death row? Um, So aforementioned people that used to break in or whatever, safest. You can lock it. It's safe. You'd be secure from people. But no, aside from that, it's the most peaceful. It's the nicest. I don't mind being alone up there ever. It's always fine. Most peaceful. Really they're resigned the they're resigned to it like you'll hear stuff maybe but like they're cool they're cool <laughs> that 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 bang that we got up there was a little too real for me to be sleeping up there so <laughs> yeah no like they're just always like fine if anything you hear some stuff like through the pipes or whatever but it's fine 100 percent. we all choose death row that's like all of us that are always there but no honor dorm now that we're talking about honor dorm what is the honor dorm what is that? probably exactly what you think it is <laughs> The good it's, one. The good right one. Before, yeah, oh, the, the good one. There's good, like good prisoners. Yeah. <laughs> okay. The good ones. Like okay, not long before discharge or discharge. Tressa, I don't know. Like, Tressa, did you know there's good prisoners? I, I thought prisoners were prisoners. I didn't think there was there a are hierarchy. Good ones. Is there a hierarchy well, in prison? Well, well yeah, I'm sure there's violent and non-violent, but like no, I, I don't know what like, honor means. You can get like good. work detail, and if you do work detail and you prove yourself to be trustworthy, then you get fewer rules and regulations. So it's a more open area, typically in most prison systems. Well, if they have like a reform program too, mm -hmm. you know. Point of trivia: that building is where um, for Blues Brothers. Oh my God, I couldn't think of the name. Blues Brothers, where he got his belongings from, is in Honor Dorm. Cool. I remember that. A little scene. bit of movie trivia. Yeah. Because since it was honor dorm, because the prison was functioning like the whole time, they could do what they needed to do for the movie. 
So they were still using the prison during the filming mm-hmm. of the movie, and they're not anymore. Yeah. Not anymore. I mean, the movie was 1980-whatever, early 80s, late 70s, early 80s. And I should know that number specifically, but I do not. But, no, they, I know, disappointing. But, no, it was, it was totally an operation. And they walked past, they just walked past, like, on a better floor. Like, so <laughs> those are real prisoners in the movie. Oh, wow. In their cells. That's pretty crazy. I had no idea. Things you learn when you start talking about honor dorms. When are, yep. Zach and Emily, when are you guys going back to the prison? Because we, like, I know I haven't been to the prison. I don't think Jenny or Tressa, maybe Jenny. No, Jenny, I've been, been to there? the prison. You have? Yeah. Jenny has. Jenny went to the prison before I ever did also. Mm. Well, Tressa, I oh, need to make yeah. your trip out I did. <laughs> if you guys plan to go back, maybe Tressa and I will show up and we'll go with you guys. I'll go for Fudge, it's yes. Stunning. It's stunning. <laughs> Why am I not swearing? What? Zach, this is a fan. Oh. I'll do it. So I, I guess I guess I'll make the official announcement here that we are coming back to the prison to investigate it. And Ooh. it's not just like it's not just going to be like this like 20 to 45 minute episode. It's gonna be a full scale documentary wow. that we're doing. Um, what weekend? I mean, or tell me later. I yeah, I'll I'll, I'll text yeah. you because maybe you want to be in it for like uh like an interview for it or something yeah, like that. Yeah, that would be awesome. Um, I had to work last time you guys were there. Like, or otherwise, you got Liz McNeil walking you around. You might have had somebody else if a lot of us didn't work that weekend. Yeah, no, I'll let you know so that way we can like let's coordinate a meet collaborate on that. Yeah, so. that would be awesome. I would yeah. love it. You definitely need Kara's input on that. Like the stories that she has from that place are pretty phenomenal. She's been there for years doing what she Yeah, does. I was thinking about reaching out uh, to a couple of people. I wanted to talk to Greg as well from the museum, so. Rob Johnson. Rob Johnson, yeah, <laughs> okay. Well, we definitely don't want to get- Christine you know- Johnson, no relation actually. She'll be your history. Uh, mm. We definitely don't want to get you, you to overspeak if you're not yet so- releasing a lot of info yet. But uh, no, no, that's that's all I'll say. That's all I'll say right there. Yeah, no, super exciting. Okay, but you also have other stuff coming up. There are the season begins for everyone really soon. Right. So March 4th is a big date for a lot of us and we'll be at different places. But your big date is at a cool place, right? Yeah, March 4th is uh, is Edinburgh Manor. Um, It's the premiere of our episode there. And it's the beginning of what we're calling March Madness. Uh, we've never done this before, but um, it's first for everything. Uh, so every weekend in March, we have a new episode coming out, like full scale, uh, 30 to 45 minute documentary each uh, weekend. And um, yeah, it's something we've never done before, but uh, it's exciting. It sounds great. What else are you doing for the March Madness? So March us? 4th. What was that? I was like, can you tell us? You don't have to. Yeah, 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 okay. absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to assume that you're just going to spill all of the beans if you're. <laughs> no, you're good. You're like, good. <laughs> I do like that Frank thinks that like he's just going to feel this instantaneous pressure to reveal just, all no, plans. No. Everything. <laughs> no, but uh, March 4th is Edinburgh Manor. Uh, March 11th is Malvern Manor, the one that I was talking about earlier. Uh, March 18th is Davy's house. Again, the one I was talking about earlier. And um, March 25th is Blackford County Jail. And we just actually fin- finished filming that this weekend. So, oh, wow. Yeah. Fun. And you have something else going on on March 4th that I 
Where are you gonna be? Oh yeah, I'll be at the Bell Mansion. That's oh, right. Sorry. I'm sorry, my brain is like like somewhere else today. I'm the one so that remembers Bell Mansion. Yeah, I'm the one that keeps reminding him like, hey, we got this going. Yeah, yeah, we'll be at the Bell Mansion uh, vending there. Um, uh, there's gonna be a ton of other creators there. Kalani um, is a big one that's gonna be there. Paranormal Quest. Um, so yeah, that's that's a huge thing. March fourth from uh, ten to six at the bell mansion in fort wayne indiana that's that's gonna be fun for sure how far away are we from fort wayne guys i have zero like idea. a couple hours yeah it's like two or we'll it's a couple hours. we'll send Audrey no i would be there if it wasn't also a big weekend for me that's the weekend the prison opens so that's, oh, that's i said exciting. oh darn that's and exciting so it's gonna go yeah it is exciting um <laughs> opening of the season and it's so it's opening the season like paranormal season gets busy now everywhere there's all these cons everywhere and you guys have stuff going on like into the summer too you're gonna be at the indiana sanatorium yes uh august i don't remember 18th. the 18th there we go <laughs> i'm the conventions person i guess yeah <laughs> yeah uh august 18th it might be 11 to be honest with no, you. No, see, I'm, it's in the teens. Anyways, <laughs> August, we are going to be at ISS Con um, at Indiana State Sanatorium. And uh, there is going to be... The 19th, sorry. 19th, there we go. There is going to be tons of vendors there, including like 10 plus other huge paranormal content creators. Um, several of which I'm like good friends with so that's super exciting that i get to hang out with them because i don't usually get to hang out with them do you want a name drop um, what was that do you want a name drop you can name drop if you want yeah let me pull it up real quick say, let me pull it up real quick. yeah so hype <laughs> us up <laughs> yeah yeah i'm going to adam kimmel's and so while they're looking follow them on facebook and probably other platforms for sure youtube blood moon paranormal to keep up on everything they're doing and when they release these new episodes and everything. Yeah, the YouTube yeah. channel is great, guys. I watched the Dahmer documentary today. Yeah. Pretty, Thank you so much. Pretty awesome Thank you stuff. So much. Yeah, definitely. It's like working. Yeah, I took a, a few episodes over the past week and in like really, really good content. I liked it a lot. Thank you so much. Seriously, that means a lot. I've put a lot of time and effort into it. I really do. Yeah, you do. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Like in so much content. Like, I mean, that's like when we say it's a channel, like it is a, a channel you can spend so much time watching. Yeah. And I feel yeah. like so, you yeah. guys are, are very genuine about this. You're not like, you know, there are some content creators for the paranormal out there that will say just matter of fact things about how things are where I feel like, you know, especially Emily, when you were explaining it, we don't really know anything. Right. <laughs> we're just kind of learning together. And I like how you mm -hmm. guys kind of take that approach. And, um, you know, it's just when you see some content creators and they're just very like, oh, this is how this works. And it's 100% how this goes. I, I get turned off a little bit by that. You yeah. know, so uh, I like that you guys do that. And I like that you guys take it a bit seriously, which is, you know, something that I feel like is also one of the reasons I am not such a super follower of Ghost Adventures. Because like, I used to watch shows like that and like Paranormal State when I was younger. But now I take them, now that we're doing this kind of thing, I take them a little bit, not less serious, but like a little bit like, oh, I wish I, this is what I, I think in my head, like, this is what I do differently. Mm -hmm. Right? So I'm pretty sure that you guys judging from your content it sounds like you guys were inspired by that we also do your own twist on it which is great yeah, yeah you guys yeah, have no. a lot of respect for where you are and what you're surrounded by and i really appreciate that 
It's very yes. nice. Thank you so much. I seriously, everything that you guys just said, I, I appreciate you guys noticing that mm-hmm. because uh, you know there is inspiration from other shows put into our you know design and stuff like that, and you know it it shows, mm-hmm. and I'm okay with that because it's just inspiration, yeah. and um, you know we try to take it a different route. So like you know we're going this way, but instead of turning right, we're going to turn left on it you know yeah um it's that so unique like, take that that i definitely noticed where it's like what, what i personally from what i saw it's like yeah anybody could talk about Dahmer, but like your take on it was very unique and i enjoyed it versus sometimes you're watching content creators it seemed like they're just beating the same dead horse you know what i mean so it, it's great i really like what you guys are doing thank you so much seriously that means so much seriously we try to keep it as genuine as real as just kind of straightforward but also like we said earlier like we don't know. No one's a hundred percent can be a professional on this. We're all learning together no. and we just want to just like help kind of further things and just kind of see, you know? Yeah. Cause we're never going to know in our lifetime. That's for sure. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I think that might be it. I think that might be actually a really good word for it. It's like you guys are learning things and, and you can tell that you're learning things as opposed to like memorizing things and sort of it's not a regurgitation of things that you've heard. Yeah, it kind of feels like we're learning you know, along with absorption. you as an audience. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's that's really where I try to like I try to do it cuz it's like you know, a lot of the times like so we had this device called a flux device and like it has like a motion sensor thing on it for like yes and no. It's it's really proximity. It's like a proximity thing. And like we we're using it and we brought it to um, OSR, Ohio State Reformatory, yeah. and it stopped working all of a sudden. And we were like, we were like, oh shit, the ghost just broke our, our device. <laughs> you know, like that was the first thing that came to mind. And I'm like, I'm like, okay, you know, it's it's done for for the day. Here's you me know? beating the dead horse though. Every different location in OSR, I'm taking it out. I'm like, yeah, oh, okay, trying to I'm do trying it. it. It's not working. We're like. All right, we were like, all right, we can't. Yeah. <laughs> so, so we were like, I'll just, I'll, I'll try to see if I can get it to work, you know, tomorrow or something like that. And then tomorrow came, tried to get it to work, didn't work. I sent it back to the distributor, and they're like, all right, we'll fix it. So I get it sent back to me, and we go to our next location. Same thing happens. It works for like like five minutes, and then stop working. And then I was like, I was like, all right, so this is not a ghost. <laughs> this device sucks so i'm not using it again (laughs) very no and it's so hard right i had the other day i had a flashlight mishap i only brought one little flashlight back somewhere and i assumed it was the battery it worked later though so that was cool but no i always assume it's just the equipment i assume it's just oh the battery sucks and every now and again you get a little surprised that it wasn't but yeah no and you know like in the episode for osr you know i i said like it's possible that it was a equipment malfunction or it could have been the spirits being like we don't like this thing we're gonna make it stop working you know so i really left it open-ended but then like after it happened to get at the next location i said in the episode i'm like just sucks like (laughs) well that honesty it goes a long way right because anybody in your position could be like oh it was just the ghost and it was working the whole time Mm -hmm. like you could just that little white lie you know what i mean like people will play stuff like that up and within the field so just yeah. that little bit of no, honesty. I was going to say, and then it's going to be time to wrap up. Then we got to do all your last plugs and make sure everybody knows where you're going. But no, I had, I went on a tour uh, once that literally everything you could tell they were just old batteries and they just everything up oh, the ghost drain it every time, every time. And you just start, I mean, you, 
you know, by the end of the sentence, you're rolling your eyes because you're like, no, they don't every time drain all your mm-hmm. batteries. So nothing you say is like valid anymore. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, yeah, no, like there's but there's that like honesty that like gives credibility to it and makes it then entertaining to watch and why we enjoy watching. You. I definitely appreciate it. Yeah. But but no. So, OK, all the final plugs, Emily, conference dates. Did we cover all of them? <laughs> Uh, as of oh, Spirits in the Spring. Oh, yeah. We'll be at uh, Spirits in the Spring in Wisconsin. It's at Broadhead Manor, and that is on uh, April, April 27th. 22nd. Right. 2nd. 22nd. You're close. I mean, this, so I won't, the same. No, so I know I won't be there. That's the. No, I was looking to see if you guys were there because I thought you were. Um, and then the plug for a future episode, I'm going to tie in Nick Sarlo will be on our show in March. So oh, we're going to talk more about the event that you will be at April 22nd. And so everybody make sure to follow their YouTube page, watch their videos, follow them on Facebook, see what they're up to. Um, and then that'll tie into any other platforms they have. And Anything else you guys want to say? Yes. Any closing thoughts? I, I have no, something. Just subscribe. Go ahead. Oh, no, no. Go ahead. You can you can go first. No, <laughs> I was just going to say just subscribe to our YouTube channel. We're really trying to push that out there and like finally get our view hours up because we're so behind on that. But uh, yeah, like YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, we're on all of it. Thank so. you for supporting us. If yep. you do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank um, you so much. the time and effort that you take to watch the videos. I wanted to say that at the end of every year, we invite back all of our guests for this New Year's party. Uh, it's just the same kind of thing here, but we just have everybody together. So all the guests that we have, everybody within the community that we talk to, it's kind of like a big party. It can go off mm-hmm. the rails, but that's kind of the fun of it. So uh, <laughs> you guys will definitely be invited. If you don't have any plans for like maybe like the last we try to schedule it for like the last two weeks of December and then we put it to air for, for <laughs> yeah, you guys busy. Do you have any plan December? Oh, like what's up? What are you well, guys doing? Yeah. Just, just send us a reminder about it. Yeah. We'll, <laughs> yeah. we'll have Kara we reach will. out. We'll have okay. Kara reach out and then we'll let you know. But it, it was a blast last year. We had Dave Schrader on. He had, he had a great time. Let me tell you what a great time he had. It was, it was amazing. Let's just finish up. Did he? <laughs> let's just, let's just, well, we like to close with final thoughts, so we'll give you guys the floor first. And really what these are is like, what do you want to leave our audience with? What's the take back for them? Okay, so I'll go first for final thought because this will tie in perfectly. After the New Year's show, speaking of, we have something <laughs> called NYE Guilt. Let's all look at my shirt, you know, as part of the NYE Guilt, okay. Paranormal uh-huh. 60. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Fantastic. I was like, yes, Dave, I will take a shirt. Yes. Part of the NYE guilt of him being on our show <laughs> for New Year's Eve. Apologies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I would. Do it and you'll understand. Uh, maybe not. No. I would like to say that I really appreciate how authentic and like uh, true to the whole thing that you guys are because it really lends so much. Um, uh, I don't know. It. It makes it feel more real, and I, uh, you're more trustworthy this way. And it's few and far between to find that with investigators. And I really appreciate that. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Yeah, I'm gonna definitely echo that. And even in the interview, you guys have been like super, you know, genuine and authentic. And I think that that's been amazing um, for everybody else. I think we need to discuss, you know, perhaps some regulations for like next year's new year's party just yeah i think uh, honestly i think some parameters of 
things, think one of the biggest but... things we're going to do for next year is we're going to have a separation of both podcasts. So we'll have a late oh, night legends. Oh, okay. I didn't tell you guys about that. Anyway, you guys were great. Yeah, yeah. you're wonderful. And I'm going to worry less about the New Year's party. So, <laughs> I, and I'll feel good inviting you to it. <laughs> Same. Please come. It'd be great. Please come. I'm sure I know you, it's a while from now. Tara but... will tell you after we're done what happened. She'll she'll <laughs> send you a message. And in all reality, what actually happened was we were just a <laughs> bunch of friends hanging out, and then David Schrader came on, and then some of our friends didn't know who he was, and it was it was just we're very oh, intoxicated boy. and very. <laughs> it was mortifying, he but was cool um, about it. he was cool about it. Let's say that. But it was fun. Yeah. So anyway, you guys were wonderful. <laughs> Thanks for coming on. Thank you. Uh, we'll definitely share your uh, social media. We're actually working on a website right now. Uh, we're going to relaunch it, and uh, we'll have a whole page dedicated to all your stuff, all your socials. It'll have your episode on there, so hopefully we can bring you guys some traffic. And, uh, yeah, we look forward to talking to you soon. I'd love to invite you back up for a follow-on episode either later in the year or next year, whatever you guys have yeah, some free time. Whenever. And we'll catch up. And then in the meantime, if you guys make it out to Juliet again, when you do, I should say when, let us know, and we'll all have like a nice little meet and greet. For sure. Yeah, that'd be awesome. For the audience out there, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for telling a friend. Zach and Thanks, Emily, thank everybody. you so much. We'll see y'all next week. And until then, say hi to your mom and do something nice for somebody. Thank you so much. Have a great night. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye, guys. <laughs> Bye. Okay, are we on?